0: Welcome to Soul Traders, a podcast for photographers and freelancers who dream big and work hard. I'm Beau, a photographer and mentor. And I'm Amy, a content writer and marketing coach. Join us as we discuss the ins and outs, the vagaries, the traps, and the triumphs of running
1: a solo freelance business.
0: everyone. Today we've got a different format. Amy couldn't make it today, so I found someone heaps better. Tommy Spender is oh. the living... <laughs> Did you like that? <laughs> I, Amy's going to listen to this and just be like... Oh. Oh. Um, Tommy Spender is the living definition of the multi-hyphenate career. Co- composer, producer songwriter, performer, probably a bunch of other stuff that I don't know about. Amy and I are super grateful to Tommy. He edits and produces Soul Traders podcast. He even created the original music that accompanies it. And today we're going to deep dive into creative collaboration, which is Tommy's bag. Hey, Tommy. Hi. (laughs) Hi.
1: This is exciting. This is good. This is exciting.
0: This is really good. I've never
1: actually been on a podcast that's not one of my own. So...
0: This sort of is As yours. In, I mean, you you sort of ended up in it, even though you didn't want to.
1: That's right. So. Being dragged, kicking and screaming, but no, hardly kicking and screaming. I'm kind of more like dancing, like in the sound of music on the on those grassy hills. It's like, oh, of course I'll do your podcast.
0: That's a beautiful vision. I really like it, and that's what how everyone should think of you. Yeah, great. Uh, um, So last week we were chatting after this meeting that we had and we are talking about how are we navigating this tricky time and actually both of us were sort of surprisingly positive about how it's all going and I think Mm. I wanted to chat about that because, you know, there's been a lot of down vibes obviously and it's obviously really hard for everyone. You've got kids um, at home now too You've got a partner working yeah. from home, so do I, and lots of people are in this situation. and And there are lots of really hard bits, but we were talking about how, as creative people and people who are used to making our own jobs, that we're sort of feel felt pretty um, prepared in a weird way.
1: Yeah, we're like the um, creative preppers. Set of cans of beans in our basement. <laughs> we've got like you know hard drives and you know canvases and songs and stuff yeah um, yeah I think I think the conversation went along the lines of uh, you know freelance artistry is uh, y- y- we're born for this it feels like moving online for what I do which I'll explain later on it's something that I was pretty much doing a lot anyway and if anything this I was wanting to make this kind of move to be much more based at home and was just kind of dilly-dallying around it and spending a lot of time trying to plan out how to make it work. Um, Just as a side note, I should add, I live pretty far out of the city, not as far as you in terms of Denmark to Perth.
0: But like by Melbourne standards and like, you know, people in Melbourne, yeah, it's like further than from Brunswick to St Kilda.
1: Very much. Yeah. It's like an hour and a half. It's about 70 Ks from my house to To Brunswick, to good coffee. No, there's good coffee out here, but yeah, seventy-kilometer drive to Melbourne, and and I was doing that drive a lot for work and all kinds of different projects that I get myself involved in and choose to be involved with. But yeah, so this is sort of this beautiful situation where it's like, well, this is what you wanted. You wanted to work from home and and spend more time with your kids and spend more time in your community, and here it is. And now (laughs) it's it's actually. I don't know. I'm enjoying it. I yeah, feel guilty I, even saying that, but I know. I know. Yeah, I know. We. Um.
0: I feel exactly the same way. Like having that. Um. Once the travel was removed, my stress. Obviously, you know, it's hard with the money factor, but it, I was moving mm. a whole bunch of stuff toward digital delivery anyway. So now this just gave me this kind of push off the cliff, and I've just had to do everything a little bit more quickly. Um. And yeah. it's funny, isn't it? This idea, like about feeling really chirpy about it and feeling really positive about all of these changes it's like
1: yeah I've,
0: I've noticed this weird thing on social media where if you're like if you're sort of too positive about how things are going for you at the moment especially in a place like facebook more so than instagram people just sort of get mm. shot down like we can't be having a good time because mm. other people are having a really shit time and you know so there's that part where you know, it feels like you have to acknowledge your privilege, but also I think there's there's also an optimistic mindset and a sense of resourcefulness. And, you know, I read this nice quote yesterday that a friend wrote on her blog and it said, bloom where you are planted. And I really liked that oh. because it's sort of, you don't sometimes get to choose what land, you know, where you land, but you can yep. choose to, to use it. And um, yeah, so I really liked that. And I feel like there, there is that opportunity and um, and it feels like because we've got, you know, again with the multi-hyphen thing, we've already got lots of things on the go so sometimes, you know, you have to dump. Mm. So some things I can't do at all, like shooting in Perth, that's not yeah. an option at all. But there's a bunch yeah. of other stuff that I'm now going, okay, you're going to take up more of the pie and
1: that's how yeah. it's going to be. Um, I'm in the same boat.
0: Yeah, we're in the boat. We're just boating.
1: We should add that to a hyphen. hyphen Oh, yeah, my
0: multi hyphen career, (laughs) except I get seasick. So, but not in in a more metaphorical way. I do not. So, Um, today we wanted to talk about, um, yeah, this idea of creative agility in relation to collaboration. And you're a collaborator. Um, I was thinking about, like, what is collaboration? And, you know, because it can be a word that can be, like, it's very similar, obviously, to cooperation, but. Creatively collaborations sort of, I, I find they naturally occur, um, and mm. you also meet people as an equal, so it becomes this sort of Venn diagram scenario. So you're already, it's like a sort of good, um, you know what you'd call a good marriage, where you're already two whole people. You're not looking for your other half in that sense. Um, yeah, and yeah. there's no, there's not really a centralized leadership like there is on other types of projects. So I really like the push pull of collaborations and Mm. you know other people's fresh perspectives and stuff like that. And yeah, I wanted to talk to you about your experience with collaborations.
1: Yeah, I've it's been something that has driven a lot of my output um, of releasing music over the last sort of ten years. And I think music is naturally you you cut your teeth collaborating. You you learn how to play with others. You come up in a community of collaboration. So I feel I've, I've definitely recognized, for example, painters or actors, it's, it's a lot harder to collaborate. Maybe not actors, but painters, it's hard for a painter to collaborate generally um, just because of the nature of the medium. And I think there's other disciplines that that applies to, but na- uh, music in its very nature is collaborative at the core of it so I think applying that in a more grown-up mature I want to expand my career I want to look at paths that will lead me into broader uh, pastures and palettes. it's very much for me being a deliberate I want to collaborate with this person or I'm going to do this with that group of people or it's it's a strategy for me it's a it's a way of challenging my own artistry and kind of keeping my blade sharp I guess yeah and I think in music we're often the better we're better as the sum of our parts and uh, I do love sitting down and writing a song by myself and there's a lot of artists that I work with that have uh, that I work with as a producer as in I will help them create a recording that they can um, monetize or drive their career with but that collaboration is more i'm i'm holding a space for them to expand so there's a natural collaboration in that but like in terms of like crafting a piece of work you can go into a room by yourself as a songwriter and do that but i'm I'm even loving you know over the last five years of opening that process up as well so i think for me Uh, I'm always inspired by collaboration.
0: Um, Tell me what it's like to do something like songwriting with someone else.
1: Yeah, well, funnily enough, um, as of yesterday, I just released a new body of work with my dear friend Mama Kin. We're uh, very active collaborators and we collaborate really well. It's a formula that we have kind of polished and evolved as our careers together have evolved And we collaborate now in a very kind of considered structure. And so the last collaboration we did, which was literally walking into a room of a morning and running through some processes that kind of fire up our creative brains and muscles. And from there, create a whole bunch of material together and then in another time or another space, from there sort through collaboratively the material that's been generated and then kind of cut it down till we get down to a song, a lyric, a chorus that's really great and from there build outwards. So we've created a process for ourselves which has uh, really worked for us.
0: That sounds amazing. It sounds like you sort of distill everything down and then you start to expand out from there.
1: Yeah, it's very much synthesis. Yeah, yeah, that sounds amazing. And we 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 yeah. So one of the most challenging uh, and inspiring things to work with in collaboration is the element of chaos and unpredictability of another person's creative style or yeah. shape, and um, the friction and the fluidity that that creates is all part of the process. So,
0: do you reckon that that all of that? It, when there is friction and there's that push and pull, that there's a sort of um, grounding foundation or set of sort of guidelines or ground rules or something like that that sort of underpin a collaboration?
1: I'm hearing safe word. Do we need a safe word? <laughs> 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 I think it's good to have a safe word. Yeah, I think it's good to have those discussions uh, I think some, in some collaborations I've been involved with, particularly with younger songwriters in the songwriting kind of forum, songwriter, it can be it can be really intimidating to stand your ground on a creative decision and go, no, I really like this and I really want this to be here. And uh, I've found with younger artists, there's a real tendency to forfeit their own progression into an idea or take, you know, that idea of taking a risk. And they'll quickly sacrifice something to kind of, you know, I guess it's in a psychological term, people pleasing, where it's like, I don't want to, you know, I I just want it to be good. And I want it, if if this is getting in the way, then I'm happy to change it. So there's a fine, Mm. yeah, there's a discussion that needs to be had about that kind of process, which can actually be detrimental when someone's just like letting go and not standing their ground.
0: Yeah, that's pretty interesting actually that point because when you're in your own creative process and you meet those points of risk where, you know, which is where all the magic and all the good stuff is, how that risk stuff overlaps with another person's perception of, you know, that idea that you are talking about with the throw everything away, you know, the kill your darling Mm. sort of stuff and also being able to persist forward with things being able to throw things away, um, that part of the process is really interesting. I was thinking in some ways um, like the idea of ground rules, I wasn't really thinking safe word. I was thinking more (laughs) like the idea that you have a sort of, so firstly I think to collaborate well you have to have a shared goal in a sense, like a sort of shared pathway somehow. So it doesn't mean that the goal is like a set with a very clear framework. It can still be really open, but there's a general sense that you want to go, you both want to go in a new direction and you both want to do something that you haven't done before. So I think there's that really, that's one of the really nice parts of collaborating. Um, And I guess the other stuff like, um, you know, around money I think is a hard one sometimes in collaborations because not all collaborations make money. Um, That's right. Yeah. And like all creative pursuits, only some of them make money and some of them don't. So I think it's good to yeah. kind of clarify that stuff and, you know, and chat through that stuff with the other person before things go ahead or even during, I yeah. mean, I don't know whether it, it would be such a buzzkill to maybe have all those conversations first in a way, but I think it, as yeah. time goes on, I start, you know, the more I learn and the more times I do different projects, the more I start to think about those things. Cause I've, you know, they've, can fall down
1: absolutely yeah and I guess it's a it's a what are your expectations you know as when you're going into a collaboration what what are you both what are your expectations you know is it some is it an ongoing complicated thing that you're about to do or are you just literally gonna sit down and be creative together for the sake of it you know I think that's a great I mean most artists would have a general sense of that before they sat yeah. down, and, and then there's that beautiful thing of play, where it's like we're just going to sit down and play, and from there comes a you know a larger scale project that needs more of that kind of, you know, grounding into finance and um, legalities and you know intellectual property splitting and you know all those kind of black and white conversations yeah. know, that need to happen. It um, can be you know quote unquote the buzzkill yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> it's sort of a buzzkill but it's interesting because on Soul Traders our um the podcast has real a lot of people have written back to me and said oh I really enjoyed um the episode on pricing because nobody ever talks about it yeah. so I actually think people yeah. they're the sorts of things that I think people shy away from those conversations but oh yeah they're pretty they can yeah they're pretty important I think um to be
1: very important, clear
0: about and um yeah, yeah I think in some ways it can be the opposite of a buzzkill because it's like once those things are clear now I can be really create like now I can approach this as an experiment because I know it's got these parameters um yeah do you reckon since so basically since the entire world moved online um Do you reckon there's been more? I I know lots of creative projects are now transitioning to digital, so what was an in-real-life exhibition or project or whatever. Um, Do you reckon there's more collaborations happening online or it's like now is it easier or, yeah, do you reckon anything's changed?
1: Uh, That's a really good question. I'll speak from my personal experience. The collaboration... Well, for example, right now, this is a collaboration that probably wouldn't have happened, which is really interesting, uh, which is facilitated because I was like, how do we do podcasts online and get better quality audio? Zoom was not working. We had a test run of this platform that we're using right now. And it was like, this is actually cool. And from there, this conversation and this, this episode has sprung forth. So I think that's really cool yeah um but in the other but in the other sort of extreme i've I've recognized quite a few people that people that they're living with are now collaborating um for example okay. uh, my wife and I have been talking for years about going into business together she runs she's a yoga educator and teacher and we have been talking about working together. And I have been doing work for her on and off for a couple of years, like editing videos and putting together content and working on a website and all these kind of behind the scenes things. Uh, but at the time that Corona happened, suddenly I was in the middle of studying a whole new career and had to just pretty much jump ship because I couldn't really study from home. It was really challenging. And so we're now collaborating uh, on this new business venture, which is wouldn't probably have happened quite as sort of thick and fast as it's happened without having yeah. to pivot quickly. So it's, I think it's interesting the collaborations online are different and the collaborations th- because they're responding to collaborations that are happening just through the mother, you know, ne- what is it, the mes- uh, mother of invention, necessity. Necessity,
0: you know? yeah, the mother of invention, yeah. yeah. And yeah. I also um, yeah. I was thinking about the word pivot because I feel like it's uh, – I feel like it's going the way yeah. of authentic and vulnerable. It's just being so overused in out in social media land. But I do still love the core, the essence of the word pivot means that you have a strong foundation. So you've got one leg still down, but what you're doing is lifting yeah. up and moving on that other leg. So you've got all these skills that you'd already built and that uh, you're already yeah. using in a foundation and you're spinning around. So you're not necessarily running here or there, you're staying on the same yeah. spot and and turning. And I quite like that visually um, and as a metaphor, I think it's a really good one for what's happening at the moment. And um, even though, yeah, again, I think it's one of those overusedy, weirdy words, but um, oh. I reckon we're all, ha- find, you know, with the coronavirus stuff, that's one thing. But you also pivot and change, you know, when you have kids, when you move Yes. Um, interstate when you leave you know you and I have both had the experience of you know living in the city and then leaving the city and trying to make you know yeah. have a creative career when you're not inside one of those um create inside a creative hub and you know that kind of stuff I think becomes it almost becomes not maybe second nature sounds too much but you do flex that muscle more um you do the more times you um are in adversity you sort of, you know, you go, oh yeah, actually, I do have some stuff in the toolkit for this one, um, and I think yeah. that's been really, probably one of the most, in some ways, has been kept me really buoyant in this whole time. Yes. Um, you know, yes. I was pretty down when I first, um, you know, when all my jobs started getting cancelled. My email, like my my inbox, was just, you know, it just felt like it was carnage apologies. in there. Yeah, um, just and- Oh, it things. was just horrible and, you know, and just seeing and just, you know, obviously financial stress and thinking, holy shit, and then, yeah, and now I'm just feeling like, okay, well, that's what's happening. And, again, with that bloom where you're planted, yeah, it's not yeah. ideal but I'm going to have to find a way to make this work because at the end of the day that's going to be, you know, my mindset's going to be the only thing that's going to get us through and it's also going to be really defining, I think, for our kids, like, how
1: yes. you know
0: for all yeah I think it's really a special time in a lot of ways for it really is. for us to join together this work and family and like, like putting it all together which is something that I have always wanted to do um exactly, I always want to join my yeah. world so I'm like all oh, my worlds are joined so why am I so shitty at I video? know <laughs> But still, it's yeah, it looks
1: it's still yeah. <laughs> <laughs> totally, I can absolutely relate to that, this is like this is what we well, my family, this is what we've been dreaming of for a long time, like we're all working together, and I think it's just because well, from my kids are a little bit young in yours, but like I think the kids need more time with kids. I think that's a big yeah. thing that's happening in our house. It's just like there's only so much parent time kids have, and there's only you know. We need some probably adult time, you know, so there's that friction. But the bigger picture, the macro of this whole situation is exactly what you just shared. It's this like we've, 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 you know, through this adversity, we have actually probably aligned with a deeper sense of what we were setting out to do anyway, which is like it all has to come from home base outwards. And I think what i was doing before this went down was a lot more of like applying this much bigger idea which wasn't which was in competition with home mm. and i was trying to like live these two things and now it's like well it's actually come into a bit more congruity with with sort of what my values are which is like yeah i had to make a really hard choice last year and go i think <laughs> It's a hard thing to say and it's even hard to admit now on this podcast but I was like my family comes first like for years I've been like no nah, my my music my music my art my my art and then it's for some people I reckon that might have happened earlier but it's taken me sort of 10 years of parenting to go I can make that they're both kind of on the equal footing and then now it's like no nah, actually my family comes first. and from that my career comes out of. And that's been a really defining moment with what's going on right now with, with this massive shift of like, okay, well, I have to make this work. And I'm still, as you said, you know that beautiful concept concept of pivoting, you've still got one foot strongly in on the ground. you' still you're bringing in all the skills and all the, you know, incredible, Uh, competency from a previous world into a new one, but just going in a different direction. So yeah, it's exciting.
0: When it comes to collaboration, there is also um, something that I thought was pretty important. And you just touched on it briefly before about, um, you know, intellectual property and, you know, that sort of stuff of like, what sorts of things when you're branding that collaboration and once that collaboration has sort of, you know, once your projects come to fruition, um, you know, and trying to sort of sell and share that with others, I was thinking a lot about how in the past I've had a couple of collaborations where I haven't used my own name. Um, And so there's Mm. been other websites, I've had um, a Metaphoto website, and then I've had a design satellite website, and I've in many ways, lost all those mailing lists. I've lost all of the content in a way. I don't have any way of reusing that content. I've kind of ended up quite stuck. And after 2015, mm. I decided I would never do a project again that didn't have my name in it. Um and I thought about yeah. this when you guys were doing Mama Kin Spender and I was like, that is your two names. Oh, yeah. Um can you talk about yes. that a bit?
1: Yeah, well, when we were discussing when we had decided on that we were going to collaborate, and when we started thinking about what the name would be, uh, we played with the idea. For example, Mender, which was oh, obviously yeah. Mumkin and Ken Spender mashed yeah. together. Classic and, mash. Uh, yeah, uh, we talked about how to make it work, and I, and we were uh, yeah. I felt like it was pretty important that we both. Maintained our own audiences, and that it was really clear that we were collaborating, and that it wasn't it doesn't have to be forever like if we went off and did our own work, it doesn't sort of take away from the fact that that we had done that work together it's there was no you know people can stay with you through that journey and they can still they can discover your body of work, your catalog by through this purely through the collaboration or from the collaboration, they might leave it for a while and go, no, this is not my cup of tea. But you still have ownership of your identity within that. And I think that is super important. And, you know, I, I guess I'd had an experience before where I'd, I worked on a, uh, released an EP of my work where I was really trying to drum up the concept of being a producer, not just my own artist. And I was fortunate enough to work with some pretty big name artists. tonight. one of them was Gautier. And that I worked also with Kimbra and there was an artist called Clary Brown. There's quite a few different artists that I worked with on that project. And from there, I'd had a very clear idea where it was going to be branded um, Spender or it was going to be, for example, the song name, which was – I'll give you the example of the one I did with Gautier, which was um, Hotel Home, Via yeah. so I was trying out the idea of via or via as a because he was actually singing my song word for word and uh, the, cl- the collaborative aspect of that was literally he was singing my song but I wanted it to okay. also be his sort of stamp on it so it was quite tricky and interesting because in music aggregation and metadata you have to sort of particularly streaming platforms, you have to be quite specific about how that would be searched and uh, labelled because some people would uh, search in, for example, Spotify, Gautier and up would pop my song and people would say, well, why is this song Spender? This has got nothing to do with Gautier. So you have to kind of think of all these almost visual cues that make sense constantly for people to pick up Pick up the box in a visual way. Pick up the box mm. and go. Oh, cool! This is you know a box of cornflakes, uh, but they're organic. Or that you know this is a box of cornflakes, and instead of made by Kellogg's, this brand, this <laughs> this month's cornflakes were made by some <laughs> other brand. I don't know. if That's a good. That's a probably. A you did not analogy. know
0: your cereal brands at all, Tommy. You, you really. I don't. You just been Sanitarium. eating organic oat. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I've just been living off steel-cut oats that I mill I know, myself. You really have. Uh, no. um, that's but also anyway, interesting. Anyway, I hope that makes sense.
0: Yeah, it, it really does because I, I've had the experience. So um, I collaborate with my friend Rose McGurian of Many Peaks Assembly and we have um, a collaboration called Wong and McGurian. We do shoots yeah. together where we um using West Australian craft and arts practitioners' work and we style them, we create little sets and we shoot them and we've got this idea of sort of elevating other people's work. So in that sense it becomes, you know, there's also a third or fourth person inside that collaboration. Um, Mm. But it has been interesting. We decided to set up another Instagram account for that, but then it's, you know, you've got to manage another Instagram account When Amy and I started Soul Traders Podcast, I was like, I don't want to start another Instagram account. She was like, no way. We Mm, just link it to our own. And I was thinking, you know, because really it's also about, you know, this idea of people being able to bring up your... So maybe they find you through the collaboration, but then they can easily access your back catalogue through something like Spotify right. or something like that. And that is super important in a collaboration, I reckon. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, and that's something I feel like I, you know, in the past had not had a handle on and definitely lost. Um, yeah, so that's yeah. sort of, um, I've got a because Amy is a super organised person. She's actually got a little note here about, um, you know, when a project does come to fruition um mm. saying I guess this is about creating the content for it she's saying it's really important to create unique content for that collaboration so images of those people yeah. together not you can't sort of absolutely. stitch together two images is that something that you would also agree with
1: absolutely yeah I mean going back to when I collaborated with with Gautier we made a film clip and he was in it and it was the two of us yeah okay. And the artwork that went on that was um, the two of our faces, uh, for example. And Mama Kin Spender, we go and do um, our own photo shoots with the two of us in it. Yeah. And then she's welcome to go and do her own photo shoots and I'm welcome to go. We've kept our Instagram uh, handles separate as well. We kind of did consider doing, do we do a Mama Kin Spender one? But at the end of the day, yeah, it has to be just super clear that, that people that you're creating your own identity and people can follow you through wherever those ups and downs and hooks and turns are going to be and it might be that you're collaborating and so people can sense that your own identity is still within that collaboration you haven't handed yourself over yeah so much it's like a, marrying someone and hyphenating your surname it's like I'm still here you know I'm um, there's a there's a person that was got me here and and now I'm, I'm adding you in and like let's just keep rolling and you know we might Separate and I'll keep this name, you know. It's like, yeah.
0: <laughs> Always <laughs> ready for divorce. I think that's a great way to, to um, approach a collaboration.
1: <laughs> Correct.
0: Um, okay, Absolutely. so into a regular segment, um, advice yeah. to your younger self about how to approach a creative a collab- a collaboration. What do you reckon?
1: That's great. I would say to myself, do more of them. Be clearer with Uh, In songwriting world, be clearer with songwriting splits. So copyright, you know, for actual intellectual property. So when you write a song with someone, you decide on the percentage of your, you know, stake in that song. That can be really murky. If, for example, you both work on a song for months and months and months without that conversation and at the end have that conversation, it can be really awkward and very uncomfortable. So it's good to have those conversations, little ones along the way. And so I'd say that to myself. I'd say, just bring it up when you're sitting down and start writing together, just as a casual, like, so how do you feel about songwriting splits? And then bring it up when you're in the recording studio and go, okay, like, which part? I really love that part you wrote. That's, you know, identifying not so much your own, you know, that you've bought because that can sound insecure, as in like, this is the part that I'm bringing just to recognize the other person's part and go, this is really great what you're doing here so that it's kind of clear that you're you're recognising that they're bringing in, you're appreciating and recognising their contribution and it's really clear that that's what they're bringing. That creates kind of a language and a context for those conversations to be had around splitting the, the copyrights of work.
0: Yeah, yeah. I reckon so for me... I don't know if it, advice to my younger self, but maybe advice to like um, other photographers. As a photographer, you get asked to collaborate a lot, but it's actually code for we're not going to pay you. Um, and right. so I think it's um, yeah. sometimes the word gets uh, gets misused. So I would say to be careful that you're not being asked to basically work on someone else's project for free um, and that if it's yeah. a true collaboration, you meet as equals. Um, so I, yeah. that would be my...
1: Goals. What is happening for you this Kicking week, goals. Tommy? Yes. <laughs> uh, so many goals being kicked at the moment. It's really exciting. Well, one of the like, let's not, I can't go past the massive goal that I kicked yesterday, which was releasing an entirely new body of work. Uh in the in the process, well, sorry, in the, the heady atmosphere of this COVID shutdown, still kind of soldiering on because. Look, to be honest, the, the music and all of the content, all the clip, film clips and little social media bits and pieces and the artwork, that's all been sitting in the in the bag for, for months now and we've really been shaping the release around this gradual rolling out. But we did have to have a very frank conversation because we were due to release a week after everything kind of shut down and sort of, you know, we had to kind of go, are we still going to put our work out? Is it going to get lost? Is it really inappropriate to be doing this at this time. Yeah. And the resounding, yeah, the resounding feedback was now is the time to do it. This is when people are going to need work and music and art and positivity and insight and, you know, things that make them feel connected. So we, yeah, soldiered on. So yesterday as of, yeah, Thursday the 9th of April, we released four new songs into the ether and um, that felt really great.
0: So the goal that I kicked this week was sort of just turning a bit of a hope corner um, which kind of just, yeah, and just kind of not, uh, yeah, just taking in I guess that sort of positive, just a bit of positivity and also just seeing, you know, my kids are teenagers so they're in this really outward-facing space at the moment where they just Mm. want to be out in the world Mm. and away from their parents and we've got this pretty amazing opportunity. You know, one of our kids will be leaving home in less than 18 months and now we've got her just snuggling in in the home space and we are just I mean yeah we're just doing rocky punches all the time um we're just stoked (laughs) it's it's sort of (laughs) a bit nasty (laughs) for teenagers but it's really nice yeah um and the other big goal that I kicked was that I've finished well mostly finished my website which has been huge and I've been working with all Larkin oh, on that and it's just been great and that's What is part that of,
1: website, bro? Can
0: you dot so, www.bowong.com.au yeah. um, Awesome. the good thing about so that was all part of also going a bit multi hyphen and just going a portfolio website yeah. doesn't suit me anymore. I actually have all of these other yep. skills and offerings, so I need to kind of show that so that's been really great. Um, any have you got cool. any podcasts or Instagram feeds that you have listened to or seen this week that you really liked?
1: I am not listening to podcasts at the moment i've I've found that to be honest, now that I'm not commuting, I'm not listening to podcasts. Oh my God, I'm, I'm saying so... huge. <laughs> Yeah. Massive consumer of podcasts. And that was when I was commuting 12 hours, 13, 15 hours a week. It was just like absolutely like piling through podcast after podcast after podcast. Now that I'm home and I'm making more podcasts and doing more production work, I'm to be honest, like the minute I can get away from my computer and my screen is a good minute. Like I'm just having to remove myself from my phone and my laptop constantly. And, you know, I'm tech guy in my house. So if I'm not trying to set some kids Zoom link up so they can do an art lesson and then racing off to help someone plug in a microphone so they can film something and I'm back in my, you know, the minute I can get away from all the tech... Is, is good. So I'm sorry. Yeah, but I have no good new podcast. That is
0: totally fine. And I feel exactly it. the same. I too am tech okay. in my house. So it's like, mom, the printer's okay, not working.
1: Yeah.
0: Mom, I'm trying to access yeah. this thing and I need to get on Zoom and I need to hotspot off that because I can't get the internet out know, yeah. like smart. I <sighs> am just all over it. Um, But I did listen to one podcast because <laughs> I've also been doing okay. zero commuting. Um, but I really yeah. enjoyed it. So there's an organizational psychologist called Adam Grant, and I love organisational psychologists for some reason, even though I don't work in an mm. organisation. Um, he's got a podcast called Work Life, and so he's just done this really okay. great p- episode on authenticity in the workplace, which I oh, really loved because it was about, you know, he's talking about, so the last 10 years people have just been saying, just be yourself, just be authentic, you know, in your workspace. Yeah. But what yep. he's basically saying is being authentic um when you don't have any status in a workplace is actually like stepping on a landmine. So once you've built yeah. um yeah, anyway, and then he talks to all these different people in different organizations about when they have been authentic and it hasn't worked at all. And then when they have. So I yeah. really enjoyed it. So I'll put a um that sounds good. Um a link in the show notes to that. I reckon it's time no, to wrap it up because we really have been, good. Crapping yeah. so
1: been crapping on for so long.
0: we've been crapping on. Great to talk to better. you, Tommy. It's so good. Great to talk and, um, you. you yeah. know, maybe do you think that we should just ditch Amy forever or do you think we should let her back I don't next think- week?
1: I think she's great. I think we need her. But I think yeah. that doesn't detract from how awesome this episode is, but I do... You know, I'm biased because I sit down and make your podcast, but I do love you guys. Have got a good, a good uh, flow going. When so, Amy's
0: back, though, yeah. there will be a timer, and we will end at thirty minutes. <laughs> so, because yes. she's not here, yeah. we've rambled. <laughs> um, yeah, thanks for listening, right. and um, Ooh, ha- thanks for the chat, Tommy. Talk to you soon.
1: Ah, oh, absolute pleasure. Thank you so much. Beau. Bye, bye,
0: bye. Thanks for listening. Please rate or write us a review on iTunes. It'll make such a big difference to us. And help us spread the word. Share this episode with friends who are soul traders and freelancers. And you can find us on the gram by searching the hashtag soultraderspodcast and that's S-O-U-L. If you have a question or an issue you'd like us to discuss, you can email us at soultraderspodcast at gmail.com. This episode was recorded on the traditional lands of the Noongar people.